It is 5.33 in the morning of Thursday, the 14th of December. I've got up because I've been unable to sleep, partly because of ideas running through my mind about an experience last week. I took part in an experiment with colleague Mikhail Gersman at Moscow about the nature of artificial intelligence and creativity. We worked with a series of students of Mikhail's who had been charged with examining the relationship between creativity and artificial intelligence. What they came up with was staggering. The open-ended brief left the students the scope to find out answers to the question. What they went about doing was to set challenges to artificial intelligence systems to explore the way in which they were able to demonstrate creativity. There were six small teams of students and the presentations took place one after another over a space of three hours. To our increasing astonishment, each group came up with something new and exciting in their approach. It turned out, in fact, that each of the students within each team wanted to share their individual insights and had gone about tackling a smaller amount of it inside the team. So we were listening to 15 different reports of experiences with artificial intelligence. Each of the students, in turn, produced something of fascination. But before I get on to that, I want to mention the connection with my earlier experiences with teams like this underneath the rubric of the Manchester Method. The Manchester Method is an approach developed at Manchester Business School which believes that the study of business problems could be better done when the researcher, which is often the student or businessman, examines a problem. In this case, each of the students were the examiner of the project or the project owner. And so we had 15 different reports. Each report was a manifestation of this individual and it goes without saying that part of the charm of the Manchester Method is that it encourages creativity because every project is going to be different and every result is going to be different. At this stage, we are still ploughing through the 15 different reports, finding more and more interesting and different things about them. Let me give you some of my first impressions from being there at the time and in an initial rereading of the reports. One student examined the capacity of artificial intelligence systems to produce poetry. In one sense, this was the most disappointing and in another sense, the most exciting of all the results. The machine was totally unable to produce anything that resembled poetry. At very best, I could politely say that the machine produced the poetry resembled McGonagall, the famous Scottish poet, famous because his poetry was so bad. The exciting news to me is that I could see there would be no problem in the future programming the artificial intelligence system, training them, in other words, to produce good poetry. But what would be needed would be inputs about the way in which poetry is formed. In contrast, several of the students encouraged the artificial intelligence system to produce imitation masterpieces in the spirit of Gauguin or Van Gogh. This the machines were able to do ably. The observers, including both professors, were unable to identify the true from the artificial imitation masterpiece. 
but at another level, the ingenuity of the students shone through. Without direct advice or suggestions from ourselves, the students set about examining the creativity of the artificial intelligence systems in a way that makes most sense. Why not apply creativity tests to the artificial intelligence systems? So that's exactly what they did. They encouraged the systems to respond to a series of creativity tests, carefully selected again and again without much help from their professors, once again producing spectacular results. The machines were able to generate huge fluency, hardly surprising, but one characteristic of creativity. What they were less able to do was to produce originality, another aspect of creativity. Put those together then, and the machines, as presently coached and developed, have not attained the ability to create, be creative in the way that humans are able to do with or without creativity training. I should add that a distinction in creativity research is between spectacular discoveries and what I call everyday creativity, the capacity to see something new at a personal level whenever you're engaged in some problem or project. Ideas trigger ideas, sometimes so fantastical that they're hardly worth mentioning. But these are the very ideas that are worth mentioning. This is the one that immediately has occurred to me. It took three years for Darwin, sailing around the world to collect information that eventually led to a great scientific discovery. It took us three hours with 15 students traveling around the world of artificial intelligence to suddenly see all sorts of new insights, which again might lead to valuable new scientific discoveries. I leave it for others to decide whether we are on the right track or this is just a fantasy idea.